Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Today is the last Sunday of Easter, the seventh Sunday of Easter. And a lot of times, preachers focus in on ascension on this day, because Ascension Day is on a Thursday, and I don't know about you, but I was not in church this past Thursday. Now, Ascension Day, you may or may not know this, but it is one of the seven principal feasts in the Anglican tradition. So Ascension is up there with Easter, with Palm Sunday, with Christmas, and yet we don't celebrate it like those other days. Why is that? Well, in a few minutes, in the Eucharistic prayer, Jim Monroe is going to proclaim that our redemption was accomplished through Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension. Not just his death and resurrection, but his death, resurrection, and ascension. And yet, as I said a second ago, we rarely celebrate it. Why? Well, I think the main reason is that we just don't understand it. We don't know enough about it. Or worse, we moderns are kind of embarrassed by it. What does it mean that Jesus ascended up into heaven? Some of you remember back in 1961, the Soviet astronaut Yuri Yargarin, the first man in outer space, he allegedly said in outer space, I see no God up here. So whether this is him or whether this was Soviet propaganda that was put in his mouth, what it's essentially saying is that religion, and Christianity in particular, assumes an outmoded cosmology. Think about it, right? You go beyond the earth and you go into the heavens or into heaven. What he's doing here is he's saying the idea of the ascension is pretty ridiculous because Jesus would just die in outer space. So, does this observation, does our embarrassment about what the ascension means mean that we should no longer celebrate Jesus in the words of our text being taken up into heaven? Well, I hope you already know the answer. I hope you're already rolling your eyes at what I just said. For this propaganda is not very different from the contemporary new atheist propaganda. It's tearing down a straw man. Christians throughout the millennia have not thought that Jesus went into outer space to join his father as a spaceman. No, what they were saying is that 40 days after the resurrection, Jesus left to be with God. We don't even really know how to talk about it. It's like the way we talk about the sun rising and falling, the sun doesn't actually rise and fall, but to talk about heaven, to talk about where God resides, we we naturally, we talk about places and realms, but it doesn't really make any sense because the place where God resides, is it's not here. God is other than God's creation. So it's, it's hard to talk about. So you can understand why the apostles say he ascended up into heaven. 
And if you read Acts of the Apostles' account closely, you'll see that they're not really saying that at all. In the Acts account, it says Jesus ascends, he is met by a cloud, and taken away. And if you know your scriptures well, if you know the Old and New Testament, what are the writers referring to when they talk about the cloud? Think about in the Exodus. Think about Moses receiving the law on Mount Sinai. Think about just a few episodes before this one, Jesus being transfigured, the cloud appearing, and then Moses and Elijah are there. The cloud symbolizes the presence of God. And so here, too, at the ascension, we are being shown that Jesus has gone to be with God. Now, I think part of the confusion about Ascension Day is that why would we celebrate the fact that Jesus has left us I mean, it, it's, how can that be good news? How many of you have had a friend move away? I mean, we live here in New York, and I've lived here for only seven years, and it's happened a whole lot in just these seven years. It seems like every year or every second year, that person who I become really good friends with is now moving back to Kansas City or back to, you know, the Midwest, wherever. It doesn't seem like it's all that good news to hear that our Lord has left us. I don't know about you, but I always say to these people who leave, oh, I'm going to keep in touch. And now, Granted, I'm terrible at keeping in touch. You're probably far better than I am. But even for you who keep in touch with those friends of yours who've left the vicinity, there's a loss there. They don't live a couple blocks away anymore. They'll never be as present to you as when they lived right next to you. So again, why do we celebrate the ascension of our Lord? If we've established it's not this, you know, Jesus is going up into outer space. Why should we celebrate it? What's its importance? We celebrate the ascension of Jesus because at the ascension of Jesus, we'd hold fast to Jesus' promise that in leaving us, he'd actually be more present to us. That doesn't make any sense, does it? In leaving us, Jesus would actually be more present to us. What do we mean by this? Well, Jesus, the God-man, he is in the flesh, he is with his disciples, but he's limited. He's constrained in that he can only be present with those in his purview, right? We even see this, right? Jesus has to get out of the crowds. He's got to go far away. He's got to rest like you and me. He might very well be an introvert like I am. He needs his space. But with the, the promise of the ascension is that being at the right hand of the Father, being with God, in being there, Jesus is more present to you and me than he ever was present to his disciples while on earth. What we're saying here is that though constrained, now he is all present. Now he is supremely personal. In a word, 
The ascension is the end of Christ's self-limitation. Like his Father, like God, Jesus is omnipresent, which just means he's omni-available. It means he's always listening. He's always speaking. He's always interceding to God on our behalf. Think about it. If Jesus were in the flesh here like he was 2,000 years ago in this room, every single one of us would want to be his best friend. Every single one of us would want to be Peter, James, or John. We'd be vying for his attention, and we'd be jealous for those who got closest to him. What the ascension means is that God in Jesus is supremely personal to all 100 of us in this room. That he is present to us in the way that he was present to Peter, to John, to James. Our Lord, my friends, is alive. He's alive, and mysteriously enough, he is present and available to all of us in every place. And what this means is that there's no need for you to try to spend all of your efforts building the flux capacitor so that you can go back in time and experience him like the disciples did. He is right here, right now. He is with us at all times because he is, as we'll say in a minute, seated at the right hand of the Father. Which again doesn't mean he's in outer space. Which again doesn't mean you need to summon up Elon Musk to shoot you there. No, the ascension of Jesus means that he is supremely present to you, to me, right now, and every time particularly and especially in the word preached, in the sacraments, and when we pray. In high school, I loved Ja Rule, and you know, Ja Rule is pretty lame now, but Ashanti sang with him and, and said, he's always there when you call, always on time. And that is a word about our Lord Jesus. That is the promise of the ascension. That is why in a minute we will say our redemption has been accomplished by Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension because he needed to fulfill this work to be exalted at the right hand of the Father so that his self-limitation will be done. So my friends, all I'm really trying to say in this sermon here today is that Jesus is alive. He's more alive than you think. He's always present, always listening, always speaking through his word and sacraments, always interceding to God on behalf of you and me who are so often unlovable. Jesus is alive. Jesus is available. So let's talk, stop talking about him. And because he's available, let's start talking to him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.